Well, good day to everyone. This is Bob Siriani, the Chair and Program Director in the Department of Speech-Language Pathology at Salis University. And I am joined by my colleagues and friends to discuss a really special project we started this um, past year. Uh, as you all may be aware, we had a pandemic and um, many of the clinical services that we provided um, were uh, shut down in essence, that we really were not engaged in clinical activities that would expose our practitioners and our students to um, the risks associated with being out in the community. So we spent a lot of time creating relationships with our clients through what we call telepractice or telemedicine. Telehealth is another word we use, but basically using a computer to reach out and provide um, client care. And we did that for a variety of folks that we work here in the United States and realized that there were some unmet needs across the globe. Um, and one of the opportunities we had was to align ourselves with the Inspiration Center, which is a, um, a community therapy organization in the country of Belize, where physical, occupational, and speech therapists work with the families in Belize of children who are from birth to about 16 years old. Um, so I had had the fortunate opportunity to be in country a couple times in Belize and work with the organization, the Inspiration Center, and um, continue that relationship through the pandemic with uh, working online with the clients in Belize who needed the speech pathology care. And I'm joined today by the students and the speech pathologists that uh, joined that program and uh, had the opportunity to cross borders basically in order to provide speech pathology care in areas of great need. So welcome to our guests today. I'd like to go around our Zoom room here and have you introduce yourselves. Um, why don't we begin with Trish? Thanks, Bob. So my name is Trish Mayro, and I am a faculty member in our Department of Speech Pathology. Hi, I'm John Rose. Um, I'm a speech language pathologist uh, with um, Salus University, helping out with the clinical education. Hi, my name is Grace Granahan. I'm a speech language pathology graduate student in the class of 2022. Hi, I'm Sarah Hahn, speech pathology student class of 2022 as well. Hi, I'm Casey Swift. I am a speech pathology graduate student. I always like to begin these, um, these podcasts with a little bit of perspective from our students. So why don't we have Sarah kick us off and Sarah, tell our audience why you chose to come to Salas's program. I think when I was initially looking at graduate programs, I had heard a lot of really great things about Salas's clinic. And obviously classes are super, super important, but I'm not a big classroom learner. I'm a big experience learner. Uh, so I thought if they have a really great clinic, I'm sure I will learn a lot through that and it would just help me gain the clinical skills to be a better SLP. Awesome, thanks. Grace, how come you're here at Salus? Um, when I was researching graduate programs, what really stood out to me about Salus was the opportunities for early clinical exposure. They offer a lot of groups and volunteer opportunities outside of the classroom, and it really challenges you to develop your clinical skills. So that stood out to me. Um, and then when I interviewed at Salus, all the faculty was just very nice and welcoming, and they really demonstrated that they were there to collaborate with us and support us and to become good speech language pathologists. 
And Casey, would you concur? What's what's your take on coming to Salus? Yeah, I would agree with Sarah and Grace. The early clinical experience is really a game changer. Um, I would also say that the layout of the program really drew me to Salus. It's a little more fast paced, but I think that almost forces you to learn and keep up and throws you right in with clients. And, and uh, I guess I should comment for our listeners, um, our three students have just finished their third semester. So they're more than halfway through the program and um, they're getting ready to launch into their externships. Um, but more about that to come. So I'm going to turn to our um, supervisors, and, and Trish, I'm going to ask you to chime in here. Um, tell our audience a little bit about TIC program is and what sort of services we were able to provide for the center. Absolutely. Um, so basically, our graduate students from the Salus SLP program volunteered to work with the clients from the Inspiration Center in Belize. And we started out, the director of the Inspiration Center started out our experience by giving us all, both the, the students and the clinical educators, um, an orientation to the cultures of Belize and uh, the appropriate ways of interacting with different cultural groups in the country, which was so valuable for us because that, you know, that's an experience that we really needed. We, we were unfamiliar for the most part with Belize and we really needed an education on what the cultural groups in the country were like. Um, so after our orientation, we then were scheduled to meet and we, and we met via WebEx uh, with the families and the children who needed speech language intervention. And I would say it was a win-win situation for us because our Salas students gained a lot of knowledge and experience with working online with people of another country and another culture and another dialect of English even. And our Inspiration Center families benefited from accessing speech language therapy for their children. Uh, and it's very difficult to access speech language therapy in their country since there's only one speech language pathologist in the country of Belize. So it was, it was a great um, opportunity for the families and it was a great opportunity for our students and our clinical educators as well. So some of the children, children that we worked with had pretty mild difficulties. So speech sound disorders, you know, having trouble pronouncing certain words, things like that, while others had more significant disabilities, such as autism spectrum disorder that kind of permeated their whole ability to communicate. So we had a wide range of uh, diff disorders that we worked with. Some children had um, physical disorders, so cerebral palsy, so they had difficulty with their musculature and, and, and uh, it became challenging as an, on an online environment to work with some of these difficulties, but we found that we were able to coach parents on strategies to use at home. And uh, we developed such a nice rapport with the families that they were able to ask us questions and try as best they can to implement things that we suggested online and demonstrate it to them online. So it really was a win-win situation for both our Salas family and the families in Belize. I couldn't agree with you more. I um, I had the opportunity to supervise some of our graduate students, and I think both the clinical experiences that that we all gained by working outside of our um, our own country, our own cultures, um, as well as the ch the technology challenges um, that that 
presented both by providing therapy, let alone being able to, to have families in Belize have the right technology to, to remote into the sessions. Um, so I'm gonna turn to our students um, who, as, as Trish shared, volunteered for this experiment. Um, and um, I, I, I want you to, to give us a little bit of your impressions. Um, what were some of the things that you were able to accomplish with your, your clients and their families? Um, and if you have a story that really stuck out, uh, share that with us. Um, Casey, I'm gonna put you on the spot first. Um, I would say one of the main things that Trish and I focused on in this summer semester was parent coaching. Um, so establishing a really great rapport with the parents and helping them carry that over into their everyday life. Because our sessions are 30 minutes, which seems like a decent amount of time. But at the end of the day, their parents are the ones who are going to be able to carry over everything we're doing in speech into their everyday life and eventually meet the goals that they hope to. And I don't have a particular story that stands out to me, but there is one family that Trish and I worked with and his mother was absolutely amazing. Um, and she just made everything seem very easy and her relationship with her child was just effortless. Um, and we know he's gonna do great in the future. Thanks, Casey. Grace, do you have something to share? Um, yeah, so as Casey and Trish both said, we had the advantage of being in the child's home because we were there virtually and just working side by side with the parents during their daily activities, such as mealtime um, and providing strategies for language stimulation during those everyday activities, because that's really where the language language learning occurs. Um, and something that really stuck out to me was just the dedication and the appreciation of our services that the parents showed. Um, I remember a caregiver who watches three other kids in their home logged on to a session while she was trying to balance all the other responsibilities that were going on behind it while managing a speech therapy session. So that really just showed how much they valued the speech language pathology services that we were providing because as Trish mentioned, they only have one other speech language pathologist in the country. And Sarah, bring us home. What's what's something that stuck out to you? Honestly, going off of Grace and Casey, the families were just awesome. Like all of the families I worked with, they were great. Uh, some instances, it was kind of, it was fun. The focus was more about parent coaching and in a way almost counseling rather than actual therapy activities with the child. We did a lot of more early intervention kind of activities with some of my clients. So it was a lot of introducing sign language, little online games, a lot of Old McDonald and Baby Shark and all those fun songs. Um, but I just think the parents were absolutely amazing. It was great. I was lucky enough to work, I think, with all three of you and the creativity that you brought to these very challenging sessions, I have to compliment you on. Um, I have to say some of this was some of the most challenging intervention sessions I've ever been part of. Um, I believe we might have done a consultation with a family in a moving automobile at one point, and one of our clients showed up to um, a session with her pet chicken. So I think that the, the opportunity to really get outside of the, my own comfort zone was something that I uh, will walk away from the TIC experiences with um, into my clinical practice back here in the States. Um, we didn't forget about you, John. Um, I want you to really think about um, 
what your experiences were and reflect on how these um, TIC experiences really help prepare our students for externship and beyond into their clinical practice. Uh, what, what are some of your thoughts? No, thank you, Bob. Um, so I definitely, when you were talking, thought about the chicken. I just wanted to say that because I was, it was something that I, you know, I've been doing this for you know, a couple years now. And I'm like, wow, that was, that was definitely a first, but, um, but I digress. I was really thinking about three things that this uh, experience helped me out was number one, um, dealing with different cultures and learning about different cultures. And as speech pathologists, we really take a role of learning about different cultures and communities in the US, but then whenever you completely go out of your comfort zone, especially virtually, you know, it's it's definitely a shock. So keeping that in mind and keeping in mind like, okay, there are certain things that we can talk about over there that, you know, we, we don't necessarily talk about all the time over here. So that's something that cultural competence, um, I think is very, very important, especially now where, you know, the world has opened up to so much cultural competence and, and so much um, is happening with that and that growth. I think that's really important. The second thing that I really noticed was, you know, why I chose speech pathology was it's a perfect mix of art and science. Um, and whenever you have that third component of using a computer in multimedia to perform your therapy, um, that really emphasizes the art and the science behind um, that particular your particular treatment you know and like you said like all the students that i've worked with have been so creative and just so hardworking and diligent um but also having that ability to measure okay this doesn't necessarily work um we have to change this up so very flexible um and which brings me to my third thing was actually flexibility so um, you know, a lot of speech pathologists, I myself have to work on my flexibility <laughs> sometimes. Um, the students were fabulous. They were very flexible. Um, you know, like you said that, you know, I thought that, um, oh, they were going to get like a toy chicken or something like that, but oh no, that's like a real chicken. Okay, cool. We'll, <laughs> we'll deal with that. Um, you know, or, you know, working in an automobile or working, um, with a parent that says, okay, well, you know, I, I want to do A, B, and C, and then giving them those those techniques and and skills to help their child on their end. So I would say flexibility is huge, and you know, with the everything again that's going on with our, um, you know, with our world right now, flexibility is huge, mm -hmm. and you know, trying not to sweat the small stuff. You know, I think that that really taught not only the, I, I believe the students, but also myself to really to really emphasize that. So those were some things I thought of. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I think that, that I think it's perfect. I think that that was really the goals when we were creating this program was to give students a, a cultural immersion experience right from the comfort of our own homes, literally. And um, I, I think the ideas of bringing that, that the clinical skills, the parent coaching, the, the, professional skills of creativity and flexibility have really been what we've wanted to, to expose our students to for them to be able to carry into their externships and their professional lives. Um, I really appreciate you all joining me today. Um, it has been, um, I will call the, the Belize clients a, a, a 
a project of love that 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 we created here and the ride that we've all taken in trying to to work out the 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 curves and the bumps in delivering online services let alone online services across the ocean um, have been an experience I have will always treasure. So I, I thank all of you for, for participating in this. Um, and I hope that these stories spark your interest in our program. Um, should you have questions or want to look into Salas's speech language pathology program, you can look us up online at www.salus, that's S alus.edu or email me directly at r-s-e-r-i-a-n-n-i at salus.edu. I am very happy to have spent the time with you today to talk about the Inspiration Center and our international experiences. And thank you all for joining us. And until next time, be well. <laughs> <laughs>